the Seeking Veganism podcast. My name is Jess and I'm back with another very cool episode. In this episode, I got to interview my client Ryan, who's part of my Plentiful Power program. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. It is very insightful into not only nutrition and health, but also a lot of mindset work that each one of us have to do a little bit more, I believe. Um, so yeah, again, I really enjoyed this one. I don't want to say too much, but I definitely recommend you listen to this and to the full one because I'm sure it will inspire you as much as it inspired me. Uh, Ryan is amazing. So yeah, I don't want to talk any further and I just want you to enjoy this one. So let's get into it. So I think the best way to start would be for you to just introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, where you're from. We want to know everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, my name is Ryan. I am um, from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I connected through with Jess through Instagram. That is true. <laughs> We connected through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know? This is starting in a great way. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's say like this. I feel like I've known Ryan. I mean, it's true. I've known her for a pretty long time already. We've known each other for, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't... Since like November. Since like November. And I think it's it's pretty long. And of course, we've only seen each other in like the online space. Um, and what happened is that I actually used to coach Ryan in another program that I worked in. Uh, which I, of course, left. And I was pretty happy to see that she decided to join my program afterwards. Uh, so that's why, yeah, she still got me on her side. <laughs> I hope you're happy about that too, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been an absolute godsend. I think like the last, it's crazy. The, the universe kind of always gives you exactly what you need. The last six months have been kind of the most ridiculous train wreck of my entire life. And I've just been like... <laughs> waiting for our weekly calls getting ready to be like oh god and now I have to tell Jess that this happened too <laughs> and Jess has just been there beautifully just there to support me and then when I start feeling too sad for myself hold me accountable to not doing so <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny now we can laugh about it right <laughs> I know <laughs> oh that's all right so um There's a lot that I want to cover with you in this podcast episode because <laughs> <laughs> there's just always a lot that we have to talk about in general. And um, I always said to Ryan that, and I'm not saying this just because I want you to like me, but because I truly feel about it that way, is that um, you're one of the strongest women I've ever known. Um, and it's due to you know of course um all of what has happened to you and it made you very very strong which i think is such an important asset in order to just get wherever you want in life um so i really always you know enjoy our talks they always go very deep we first talk about nutrition health you know fitness and then it's always like something deeper and more substantial um and i always enjoy it a lot um but I would also like to first ask you, before we get into some other deeper topics, um, since when are you vegan and why did you decide to become vegan? I think I, I think I never asked you actually this question. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's probably true because it's, um, so I have been um, vegan for probably right around three years. Um, 
I never had like a moment where I was gonna, where I was like, you know what? I'm going vegan, today's the day. Um, I tend to adjust this in my life. I make very small gradual changes because I really like sustainability. I, I'm a very all or nothing type person and to get to that all and to give something my all, I have to do it very slowly. Um, so I have had cancer twice. Um, I was originally diagnosed when I was 19 and then again when I was 24. Uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and I've been incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have an amazing support system and an amazing staff to make sure that I'm always well and healthy. Um, but I grew up eating like steak and potatoes. And if I wasn't eating steak and potatoes, I was probably eating like macaroni and cheese or like fast food. Um, so knowing what I know now and having the education that I have now, it wasn't a surprise to me that I um, wound up with a form of cancer that was really almost like an amino deficiency. My body was just completely out of whack. So the first time that I got sick, um, when I when I was well and I healed myself, I started making some major changes and really incorporating vegetables a lot um, and a lot more grains and, and leaner proteins um, and eliminating processed foods. And I was eating very much like a bodybuilder diet, like a traditional bodybuilder diet. Um, and that consisted of a lot of like grilled chicken breasts and broccoli and rice, and then just kind of creating those variations with different grains and vegetables, but pretty much like that format on my plate. Um, and then I got sick again. And in my mind, like I had made a lot of changes. Um, and even right before I got sick, I'd actually probably about six months prior when I think I, I knew I was still getting sick. Um, I had tried to go vegan, but I was a bartender in a restaurant, um, that served a lot of, of animal products and I was working crazy hours and, um, I didn't know how to do it. I, I thought going vegan was like, I'm going to live on vegetables and salads and, and that's what I tried to do. And I failed so hard. I made it about four weeks and I, I don't even love salads. That's like the very last thing that I would choose to eat. I failed so hard that one night I had too many beers and I decided to order like barbecue pork fries from Wendy's, which is an American fast food chain. And anybody that knows anything about this knows that is not a good idea anytime, let alone when you've only had salad and vegetables for four weeks. And, uh, that was really, really a bad failure. And then, so when I got, um, it's like the second time I felt really lost because I was like, I've made all these changes. I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything. Like I, like vegans not an option. Um, my mom's always carb free. I knew that wasn't right. I always felt like garbage when I was doing that. Um, I was just like, I don't know how to do this. So I eventually just started eliminating meat and I ate less meat and less meat and less meat and more vegetables. Um, and finally I was over at a friend's house who'd been um, vegan for a very long time, 10 or 11 years at that point. And we went to get lunch and I was like, oh, I haven't had any um, protein, meaning like in my mind then like animal protein in probably three or four days. I was like, I better get some protein. So we went to a Cuban restaurant and I got um, chicken empanadas and she got black beans, rice and plantains. And we went back to the house and I remember taking two bites of my empanada and sitting there and going like, like I I'm eating two bites and I know my body well enough at this point and the work that I've been doing to know that like, this is not what my body wants right now. 
um, I really just wanted like those black beans, rice and plantains. And that was, I think the last time that I ate meat. And for a very, very long time, I used the, the, the phrasing um, plant-based instead of vegan, because I have friends that hadn't given their own health two thoughts. They were just like, I don't want to impose any negatives upon other creatures. And it was very compassion-based. And so veganism was a very different thing for me. So after I'd been like plant-based for about a year, I was dating a man who um, was a, a very successful chef in the area here. And he started um, getting into local farming and the butchering process. And as I was kind of listening to him talk and um, his goals and the things that he wanted to do, there was a really big disconnect between what he was doing and what I felt was was even necessary. I think that I'd never really put the animal component together. There's a big difference between um, local farming and factory farming and an animal that lives a good life and then winds up on a plate and an animal that lives in a factory farm. And what I realized in that moment was he was part of this local farm, this farm that like in my mind was picturesque and was still justifiably a good life for an animal. But I'd lived a year and felt better than I'd ever had in my entire life, having not harmed any animals. And I deemed it totally unnecessary. And it was in that moment that it clicked for me where I was like, oh, all right, I'm gonna get some vegan now. And that was probably, that was probably right at about two and a half years ago. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It's so interesting to hear your story. And of course, I just wonder why I never asked you this question, because um, I've known so much about you. There's a but... lot to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one, but I'm sure people will love this one because it's a lot of very good information and just also very interesting to hear. Um, so once you went plant based or vegan, um, have you seen any like energy shifts in your body? Did you become healthier? Were there any like drastic changes that you experienced? Yeah, right off the bat, um, my energy levels really kind of hit the roof, um, specifically because I wouldn't feel heavy after a meal. Instead of having to eat a meal and take a nap, I would eat a meal and feel recharged. And that's an immediate difference. That's a very, like, for anybody that has never experienced with any switch in their diet, that's something that you notice right away, even if you're not trying to notice something recently since working with you it's been the first time that i'm able to i go to bed at night and i wake up and i'm just like ready to wake up i'm that person that i will hit the snooze button for i'm not kidding three and a half hours or i wake up and um i, I notice that my alarm has been going off for 45 minutes and i have just slept through the entire alarm um and over the last couple of weeks i just go to bed and i wake up and i'm like ready to start my day, which is in my mind, completely, completely based around, um, the balanced diet in, in the plants. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different feeling. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, so you said that since you, you've been working with me, you have like this amount of energy, um, every morning. Mm -hmm. So what did you do differently? before you joined my program that didn't give you the energy. So how did your full day of eating look like? So what I, I realized from working with you and I, I knew that I needed 
when I reached out to you guys eventually, I knew that I needed guidance. I knew that I was really, really close to being where I wanted to be, um, but I was missing the boat and I wasn't sure how. So I think for me in particular, it became, I wasn't eating nearly enough. And I didn't realize that until I started tracking my macros. I was not getting nearly enough protein. I was not getting nearly enough carbohydrate and I was getting way too much fat because I love nuts and I love avocados. Actually having somebody that sit down and balance those components for you and saying like, hey, this is where that opportunity lies and this is what we need to address completely unlocks the map and creates that foundation for your body to function properly. And without that, you're just completely depleted. I needed to build those stores up of energy before I was able to do anything else. And that's where like you actually came in and completely righted it. And I don't think that I ever would have gotten there without you because I would have just continued to like try and plan, but I spend so much of my, my brain power planning my personal and my professional life that at the end of the day, having to sit down and, and build a, a plan for like a workout or a meal in my mind, because I don't have that knowledge um, or I have to work really hard to find that knowledge becomes so tedious that it's just overwhelming. And this is something that um, is very common, especially when you're vegan, because if you're not a vegan, it's kind of like we know what protein is, we know what carbs are, we know what fats are. But once you become vegan, it becomes very... Um, very confusing for a lot of people because there's just so much out there. You probably know it yourself. You have the high carb diets, you have the keto diets, you have the fruitarian diets, you have the raw till four diets. And this is one of the biggest arguments that I always see, um, you know, when people reach out to me is that they are just so confused and I've been there myself as well. And it all comes down to a balanced meal um, and having the macros in place and eating enough, of course. Um, have you seen also any changes in, for example, uh, your skin? Is this something, because I remember you telling me that um, this has oh, been yeah. a big factor for you. My, so for probably, um, so the last time that I went through chemotherapy was about five years ago. And what I experienced was a really, really, really quick weight loss. Um, at that time in my life, I was surfing every day. Um, I was I was actually eating around the clock then because I was surfing every day. Um, and I was solid muscle and I dropped that muscle mass really fast. I went from like 122 pounds to like 95 pounds in the course of like two weeks. Um, and your body goes through a lot when that happens. And as a result, I actually didn't experience a menstrual cycle for like nine months. Um, and ever since that time, my body has been insanely out of whack. And I had acne like I'd never had acne before. Um, so actually, probably the last week or so, I think I've posted like three selfies online. And that's not a thing that I do. I don't really take selfies. Um, but I've gotten to point, I've not had makeup on my like foundation, on my skin or anything in probably three weeks because I've not needed it. I'm just not breaking out. That's awesome. Do you also think that like um, glow. <laughs> you glow? I can see that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> uh, those selfies are on point, by the way. Um, so casual. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're really about the dogs. In, in terms of your hormonal health, is this something that you've ever paid attention to before you joined my program? I mean, the most that I'd ever paid attention to was just like, okay, I should have my period once a month. 
let's make sure that's there. I can't afford to take care of somebody else for 18 years. Um, and, and that was really it. And there was always, there was always a, a knowledge and a thought process of, okay, I'm going to experience certain things during different parts of the month based on where I am in my cycle. I think that just felt really obvious for me. I'm, um, because of everything I've gone through, I would say I'm very in tune with my body. I'm very aware of my limitations. I'm very aware of, um, if something feels different and how to kind of like ask myself questions to isolate what that is. And I can tell based on like my, my own energy levels and like small twinges when I'm ovulating. So I can, in my head, kind of keep track of, of where my cycle is and how that's occurring. But I never actually thought to, I always tried to make my cycle fit my life, not adapt my life around my cycle. And I think that what's happened in that scenario is, um, like when I was talking about before, just having that solid foundation in those energy stores, I'm giving my body what my body needs when it needs it instead of trying to make my body just hold on until I get to the next step of whatever I'm doing. Exactly. Um, so in case for the listeners who don't know what you were talking about when it comes to the menstrual cycle. So um, this is something that Ryan also, of course, already knows. But when it comes to the menstrual cycle, there are four different phases and each of those phase um, basically determines, you know, your hormone levels, your energy levels, what kind of foods fuel you and also what kind of workouts you should be doing or how many workouts or how um, how intense you should be training. So those are the things that we are also looking at at the moment. And you already also started adapting your food, right? According to which phase you are in of the cycle. Yeah, and that has honestly been like the biggest piece for me. Um, I think that I'm somebody that is like a slave to their cravings. I like, I am somebody that it is a joke with my friends. They know that if I walk in and I'm like, Hey, does anybody want sushi today? And everybody's like, no, we're good. And I have my mindset on sushi. They're going to be continuously asked that until somebody goes to get sushi actually giving being able to know what my body needs when my body needs it and fulfill it in that way has taken something that was a almost negative point of my personality and completely flipped it because now I just actually feel satiated instead of my body looking for like trying to give me these signals of like I need this nutrient or I need that nutrient I know my body needs something and I can feel it and I'm thinking about it but I couldn't get to what that thing was. And eating for my cycle has actually reduced those cravings almost completely. Um, I think any craving that I get at this point is just emotionally based. Like if I get stressed out when I was a kid, my grandma would give me mac and cheese. Okay, great. It's fine. I know that that is just emotionally based. I can work myself through it. My body isn't physiologically telling me like, hey, you need some fats right now. Um, it's actually grabbing those nutrients and those micronutrients as I nourish myself through my meals. So you say that you're you're at this point where you can where you can listen to your body and you understand your cravings more now due to where you are currently in your menstrual cycle and including those foods that your body craves helps you fight those cravings in order 
instead of resisting to probably the unhealthier foods because what happens is most of the time is we crave something that we know is not good for us but by including the foods into the phase of the menstrual cycle we are less likely to crave the foods that are not good for us because we're giving our body the nutrients that it needs during the the phase yes very much so and it, it's all because i'm giving i'm working ahead like i know okay i'm at the uh, follicular God, that's you know, a hard word <laughs> part of my cycle um i know like okay i'm going to have kraut on my meal today i'm going to um put more citrus into my smoothie i'm going to give my body these things that it needs there is no craving that occurs because i've already given my body what it's going to ask that's so it's awesome. almost completely eliminated these cravings and as a result, not only do I not have these cravings, um, not only do it doesn't make me want to indulge in unhealthy habits, it my my energy levels are through the roof, and it's also not even taking up the mental space of, oh man, I I know that I shouldn't have this thing. It's very processed and very bad for me, but I'm gonna feel good for five seconds. I actually just feel great the rest of the day, and I don't have to have that thing. That's awesome. Um, I mean, you've told us now so many things that have been going pretty well for you and, uh, you know, <laughs> all of the positives. But I'd also love to know what do you think has been the biggest challenge so far uh, for you? It can be anything from mindset, nutrition, fitness. Um, yeah. What was it? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge for me was definitely getting into the gym um, and making sure that I'm doing my workouts routinely. I think that I, with the schedule that I work and the fact that I listen to my body, I don't like to overwork myself and I tend to underwork as a result, which is crappy. Um, but when I first started, I found myself in a really, really good rhythm. I tend, like, I do best if I work out at night. Um, that is a very, very hard thing. When I first started the program, when you were um, with the other company, I was on a great rhythm. I was hitting almost every workout, no problem, because it fit into my schedule. Um, and it, it worked for me. And then based on some really negative things at that gym, I had to quit going. and I wasn't able to work out at night anymore. So then the result of having to build my schedule around going to the gym was actually very challenging. Um, having to find a, a time that it fits in, that I'm not too exhausted to work, but I'm actually refreshed and I'm able to go in and get the most out of the workout and set my my brain in a way that I'm not going to be distracted during the workout. That if a superset needs to be a superset, I'm gonna be able to start it and end it successfully. Has actually been probably like the hardest and most daunting component. Um, But I think that like, I'm definitely at the point that those small steps are paying off towards the consistency. So how are you handling it at the moment? So at the moment, we're in this really, really weird world called COVID-19. Um, <laughs> and Very I'm well super, phrased. Super, super, do what? Very well <laughs> phrased. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so at the moment, I've been super, super fortunate to have somebody like you on my side who has taken those workouts and made them home-based 
and it has been really smooth for me. I've given myself a little flexibility in the sense of, um, so like my plan is I get up in the morning, I walk, I eat breakfast, I walk my dogs, um, and then I start my workout based on some other things in my life. Sometimes that happens and sometimes that doesn't, but what it gives me is a, a workout at home that I can maybe stop and do right after lunch before I start my afternoon, or should I need to do it, do it right before I go to bed. And then I move exact right in from my journaling to a shower to going to sleep. Um, and I think that like, as far as I was always very questionable about home workouts. I was like, but how much am I really doing? Okay. There are these smallest movements in these workouts that just absolutely kill me. I'm like, all right, she got me. I never thought laying on my back and pressing my arms against the wall as I lift my leg would give me a six pack. But we're headed that way. <laughs> all right, this is all I need to do the whole time. Are you kidding me? Ow. Okay, got it. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yes, tell them how much I kill you, know, but um, it's true, you know? <laughs> You literally titled it Killer <laughs> So you love that yeah, workout. To clarify. So it okay. was a killer one. Yes, it was. Good. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's true what you just said, because um, sometimes we think that we cannot, you know, work out hard and achieve our results or achieve amazing results by working out at home. And a lot of people... Are questioning it at the moment because of course most of us are used to go to the gym lift heavy weights and that's where most people think the results come from but you've seen it yourself now as well that you can become strong and really work your body um, at its highest level by doing everything at home yeah and I think that it's really funny I love looking at the stretches that you like the warm-ups that you set up because I know immediately like based on that stretch now what part of my body is going to hurt afterward and I'm like this is so smart I am blown away by how accurately she stretches the different parts of my body before we work them <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yes don't ever forget to stretch and cool down it's so important <laughs> yeah But it's funny that you've noticed that um, because, of course, a lot of times I notice from like my past when I used to do a workout and I had stretches beforehand where I was like, and then I did the workout, which didn't have anything like to do to with do the with actual. Yeah. And I was like, huh, why am I even doing this? So it's super important to what you said to, to warm up the muscles before you, you know, you train them. Um, yeah, and I think that that speaks a lot to as far to specifically how well you've done creating a program for me that really I can tailor to my lifestyle. Um, like time is of the essence always, you know, I, you, you know, more so than anybody, I think in my life, how much I prioritize what I do and how I do it. And it's very hard to balance that with other things in my life sometimes. So I don't want to sit there and spend 15 minutes stretching out muscles and making a longer workout for myself when it's not necessary. Exactly. And it, I think it all comes down to really uh, being balanced. You know, I think um, this is also what we've been working on as well. Right. And we've had some times where, of course, it didn't go well and you didn't get a workout in for a week or you didn't, you know, eat well for a week or you didn't eat enough for a week but um we've we've 
we've quickly realized what works for you and what doesn't. And it's not always about pushing yourself to the limit and eating to the perfect macronutrient gram and, you know, working out every single day for two hours. It's not about that. It's about really finding the balance in order to just have an overall health. And I think this is also one of the reasons why I decided to, um, to do this with me because you notice that health is so much more important. And I think this is also due to whatever you have experienced in the past that it's not only about the physical, it's not about that. It's really about being healthy and having the energy to live and to thrive and do whatever you want to do because life can be, and I'm sure you notice yourself, it can be so short when you're so scared and you don't know what's going to happen the next day. Um, so I wanted to ask you also maybe a deeper question, but when you have had some moments like this in your past, how were you able to be so positive and bounce back um, every time life has been challenging you? Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I would be not being honest if I were to say that it was really easy or something that I do really naturally. Um, it's, it's its own challenge. Uh, for the best illustration, it's, it's very much like a meditation. Um, it's a meditation and a mental discipline that you have to use all of the time. Um, and I think that it's very, very easy to get swept up in the negativity and the fear. Um, through my experiences, I've been really fortunate to have a very quick understanding of how short life can be. And when you're sitting thinking, am I going to be here next year? Um, am I going to be here next month? Am I going to be here next week? It changes how you want to spend that current moment. It makes, it, there's, there's really in my brain an emphasis on the journey is more important than the result. Um, I think that if you are, are doing your best to really make sure that you're getting the most out of your journey at every turn, the results are just naturally going to be there. Um, you're going to wind up in a better place. It's, it's, I'm not big on cliches or, or, or mantras or, or anything in particular, but I think for me, that the one thing that I read, who knows where I read it originally, um, was just that things turn out best for people that make the best of the way things turn out. And it, I think that's entirely true. Um, what I've learned about my life is I have zero control. I have no control over what happens to me at any point um every time i get to the point where i'm like you know what i really have a handle on everything that's going on right now the world it's just like oh do you let me show you otherwise and it rips the rug out from under me uh i think like just you of all people know like november i was like i've got this work is good personal life is great my arm like my biceps are coming in my abs are coming in beautiful and boom world just crumbled uh i can't control those things i can control how i respond to those things and that's gonna give me the greatest ability to enjoy myself in the moment i agree and i think what you said about um not having the control about things is also one of the things 
that I think why so many people are scared right now because of the current situation of the coronavirus, because all of a sudden we realize that the control was never in our hands and everyone is so out of control. That's why the fear comes in. So I think it's kind of a loop where we think we have the control, but we actually don't. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that, um, like you said, in this current state, that echoes so clearly because not only do we not have the control, but we don't have the knowledge to even begin to take control. I think that there are so many different sources out there saying so many different things and nobody has any idea. The very best that we can do is the very best that we can do. And I think that's actually where I I find a lot of peace too, is if I wake up in the morning and I, um, I genuinely give it everything that I have that day, even if I, I am not successful, I'm still going to feel great at the end of the day. Even if I fail and I feel really hard, I'm still going to feel good because I know that I gave it everything that I had. I love this approach so much. And I think we're, so many of us are so guilty for always either way pushing so hard every single day and feeling bad if we don't achieve what we want to achieve but secondly also that we always wait for something to happen in order to do this big decision or in order to say something or in order to do it or in order you know to start the own business in order to start a diet to get healthy or whatever it's always about waiting for the right moment and what you said is that you've yeah. learned to really enjoy the journey and not always wait for it but to make each day you know worth it and live each day like it was it would be actually your last because you never know it can what would you say to someone that would um want to make a change but is still scared to do it i would ask if they were more afraid of potentially trying something new and realizing it didn't work out for them or if they were more afraid of of keeping things just the way they are right now But actually for me, what, what motivates me is fear of complacency. There are certain things in my life that I wake up and I say, I do not like this and I do not want this to stay this way. Um, and if that's the case, then the only thing that's going to change those things is the decision that I make. So I am happy to go out and try something, even if it doesn't work out. If I know that potentially it could work out and I could fix what I'm trying to fix. And what would you say to people that exactly know that that the current situation they are in is not doing them any good, but they can't seem to take the next step? And it's something inside of them holding them back because of fear? Who knows what it is? Yeah, you only have one life. So you can sit in this incredibly uncomfortable position knowing that you probably don't like a majority of your own decisions, that you're uncomfortable, that you're tired, that you um, are missing out on a lot of life that you could be living, or you can step forward and hold yourself accountable and take responsibility and, and actually work on taking baby steps to getting to the point that you're, you love waking up and going to do whatever it is that you want to do and enjoy the time that you have, connect with more people, have more fun, be more confident, feel more fulfilled. fulfilled. Yes. I think those are, those are the key pieces of life for that for me. Um, 
it's like a it's like a scale right like if if you're sitting there and and you're feeling and you put different emotions in one in in each hand in my right hand i'm gonna put um fear and hopelessness and frustration and anger um resentment annoyance irritation and in my left hand i'm gonna put um happiness, connection, excitement, romance, um, challenges, successes, achievements. Uh, Which of those hands do you want to put more time and energy into? For me, it always becomes the left one. I'm always going to be pulled into these emotions and these are the things that I want to feel. And to, to feel those, I have to just with the other ones, even if they're going to be really, really, really loud for a while, actually just let them fade away because eventually they will. And the more that I get to focus on this left hand, the louder these will become and the better I'll feel, but there's got to be action and not focus. Yeah. I think that's what most people struggle with. It's taking action. Um, but I know that you do. So I also last question for today um wanted to ask you what but i think like if you're hesitant to i didn't mean to cut you off if you're hesitant to to take action because it can be overwhelming there are certain things in my life that for a very very long time and even still the present day i struggle to take, take action with i think that if the over the overwhelming picture and the overwhelming goal is too much just break it down like what is one baby step that i can do today that is going to get me to that that place because if you take one baby step every day for 30 days i bet you by the end of the month you've gotten further than you ever thought that you would exactly that is so important and thank you so much for for mentioning this this because so many of us always just see the big picture you know they want to lose weight let's say and they only see themselves 20 kilos or well i don't know i think it's around 40 pounds you know, uh, lighter. They always see... I'm getting better at that. <laughs> I can like visualize grams now. <laughs> That's good. Because, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of times it uh, it's what holds most of us back. It's what demotivates us a lot of times. It's the impatience. And, you know, trying to... Everything that's worth having takes time. It's impossible to do it the next day if it's if you want to have your own business if you want to study if you want to become vegan even for some people it's baby steps as well start cutting out you know the eggs first and the cheese whatever it is but the baby steps what you said take it step by step and it it will like pass by so quickly and you will realize hey i've already i'm already so far and it was so much easier um, cause the problems as well, I think what we do is we compare ourselves too much with the people that have already achieved it. And we think we want to be that, or yeah. we want to be there because we see their successes, but we don't realize how much work they've also put in, uh, cause we don't see it. They don't share it most of the yeah. time. Is yeah. this something that you struggle Very with as so. well, that you compare yourself to others? Um, all the time, every moment of my day, I'm very competitive. Um, I try really hard to remember that everybody has a different journey. Um, I never stop comparing myself to others because it motivates me. 
um, it can also be really destructive. And that's where what I've had to adapt through that really what, what can be negative process is the concept of like, I did my best today. I gave it everything that I had. So I feel good about me. Not everybody on this planet is going to give you or give themselves, give the day, give whatever it is that they're doing 110%. Um, and the problem is what we as individuals don't see from one another is the time, energy, and effort, and mindset that they put into things. That's typically, especially in the world that we live in of social media, something that's kept on the back burner. Um, but one of the greatest habits that I've picked up kind of in the last couple of years is if there's somebody that I'm comparing myself to or something that I want to do better, I don't look at it as a competition anymore. I ask for help. Um, and that has gotten me further in probably like the last year, year and a half than I could possibly explain. And that shows up in so many different ways. That shows up in my professional life. I'm, I have probably three or four different mentors for sp like specific strengths that I want to develop. Um, when I knew I needed it with my help, I found you. Um, as a hobby, I train dogs and I, I met a girl and I said, hey, I love what you're doing. Can I shadow you when I'm not at work? And that's what I do. And instead of comparing myself to like, wow, they are so far along. This is what I'm not. I'm saying like, hey, help me get there. And the fact of the matter is like, people actually want to see the best out of other people. Nine out of 10 times, they're going to be like, yeah, I'd love to teach you. That shows how strong you are and how, <laughs> no, seriously, you're laughing now. <laughs> Take me seriously. <laughs> It's been, it's been a, a very, uh, we've been very like serious right now. So there's, we need a little bit of laughter, but no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it shows your strength because not a lot of people can get to this point where they do this. Um, so being able to speak up and just ask for help is something that not a lot of people do as well. And being able to not, you know, hate them or be jealous of them because they've heard it in you, but being able to see them as an inspiration And seeing them as someone that can help you is is awesome. And I should probably do that more often as well because um, I think most most of us should do that more often because comparison is literally around every corner. And we do this, I think, even unconsciously uh, without us even noticing. Yeah. And it might bring us down at moments where you don't even realize why we're sad or upset at the moment. Um, and it's with every aspect in life, whatever it is, what you said, it can be in every aspect in life. You will always find that. Um, but all right, I still have one last question for you. And this Ready? one is, uh, what would you say are your current and your future health, um, and personal goals? So my current health and personal goals, um, would definitely entail continuing on the path that I'm on. And I think that that can seem like a really simple thing and a really silly like goal but actually staying a course for a long period of time um is hard it's a challenge there are things there are like, <laughs> things come up in my life <laughs> things that made me want to leave that path and go other directions um you know i recently made a new friend and we have a lot of similar like tastes and interests and what's really funny is i'm like oh, damn, you're eating all the foods that I would eat if I weren't vegan, right? Like, it's a hard thing. Um, but 
and helping myself build more muscle and continue to build more muscle and to preserve my heart and preserve my lungs and preserve my organs. Just staying on the path that you have me on now is going to give me those goals and help me get there and help me enjoy the process while I'm getting there. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful that you said, um, you know, you speak about your organs as well in your, in your lungs and something that most people wouldn't say, you know, they would. Well, those are things that are very, very often checked on me. <laughs> I know. Um, but that's what, what makes you special as well. And, um, I'm sure, you know, you will get there and once, you know, we are not together anymore. I'm sure you will be, uh, you know, able to get there by yourself I'm as sure well. I'm sure we'll still be in contact. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I need to come visit you. You can get rid of me now. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ever. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, You're I think... always welcome here once we can go anywhere. <laughs> yes, you know, I will definitely come visit. Never been to Florida, so it's time. <laughs> it's a wild, wild place. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, being an amazing part of my life as well. Not only, you know, professionally, but personally and also inspiring me. Um, I don't think you sometimes realize how much you inspire me in my personal life as well. So I'm very glad you decided. <laughs> I definitely don't think of myself as an inspiration. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm sure people will love this one and learn so much from it as well um yeah yeah thanks thanks for having me all right guys that was it um i'm sure i didn't promise you too much again i think this is one of my favorites um in my podcast for sure so again thank you so much for listening i hope you had a great time and i can't wait to talk to you very soon